it breaks our heart to know that there's so many people in this room that once played music and don't anymore. And then I will ask them, how many of you took piano lessons when you were kids? And you already know how many hands go up, Daniel. And then I will look at the parents in their eyes and I'll say, how many of you are still playing today? And you already know what the answer is. And I will close by saying, that does not have to be the path forward for your child. And that's it, that's the end. And then I say, thank you. We're so grateful that you took time out of your day to, to come to our community. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. We are in episode 68. I'm here with Nate. And in this episode, we are talking about community outreach. Here's how you know if this episode's for you. If you hear the term community outreach and it seems like this nebulous concept and you're not sure exactly how to do it, but you're somehow certain that you should be doing it, this episode's for you. If you see recitals as the only way to do community outreach or to build community within your studio, I think this episode is going to be for you. If you have attempted a camp fair or local community event and it hasn't gone well, I think this episode's for you. If you've never attempted local community outreach (laughs) or a camp fair or something like that, I definitely know this episode will be for you because what we're going to do is give specific examples of community outreach and a certain type of event marketing that can help you not only become more visible in your area, which of course is great, but actually do something far deeper and far more impactful and meaningful um, for not only your school and your team, if you have one, but also the people who live in the area that your school serves. Um, And, you know, before I even get into some of the details of what this community outreach or event marketing looks like. I want to say that in a couple of weeks, we're having someone on the podcast. We're going to have a guest on. Uh, this fellow started a school with zero students in uh, June of 2021. And by mm. June of 2022, had grown the school to over 225 students. And one of the primary ways that he mm. grew his school was actually the kind of community outreach and event marketing that we're going to be talking about in this episode. So a little bit of a tease of an upcoming episode and also a little bit of uh, motivation to continue listening here. And I do want to say something. So Nate, during this episode, we're going to be talking about an open house. I think there's a lot of different ways that we can refer to this kind of event marketing or community outreach. Nate, I think one of the natural ways that you speak about this is the open house but before we jump into that, I do want to I do want to reference episode fifty one. Um, back in November of twenty twenty two, we had Greg Jenner back on the podcast. He's been on a few times, mm-hmm. and he talked about an extremely effective version of the free trial lesson that he calls the open house. So they don't really do free right. trial lessons in their in their school anymore at the Piano Express in Ashburn, Virginia. Um, they do an open house where twice a week, they just allow people to come in and they do their first lesson ostensibly to enroll. Uh, Those students are coming into the open house, uh, enroll them into the program. That is not the kind of open house we're going to be talking about today. The kind of open house that we're talking about today is something a little bit bigger, a little more grand, potentially a little more involved. It requires a lot more effort to make this happen. Um, so I do want to make that distinction right here at the beginning that I think that there, the, that Greg's version of the open house that he talked about is a really great way for studios, especially group lesson studios, to enroll without having to put a lot of extra time slots on the calendar. But in this episode, we're going to talk about something different. 
And as my final thought here in the introduction, something that I'm actually curious about because Nate, there's a lot of ways that I've done marketing. There's a lot of ways that I've done outreach. There's a lot of ways that I've gotten involved in the community. This was actually never one of them in my own school. So I'm really going to rely on you in this episode to talk about how BMF does this. So maybe a good place to start, a great first question would be, could you just describe for us BMF's version of the open house? Just give us the the big broad strokes so that we can kind of understand what that is. Happy to. And we literally just did one. Uh, we these are seasonal. We're going to talk about the when later, but we just did one, Daniel, last Saturday. It was amazing. It was joyful. It was beautiful mm. to be in. Um, and the our open house is an event. It's an event for our own families. It's an event for families within the community that are new to our school, that maybe don't even know about the school yet, but they've just heard great things and they want to come. In our case, it runs four hours. It's a Saturday afternoon. We p- pick exactly when to do it based on um, the fact that there's already classes happening and they're just they're winding up. So we've got staff on site, et cetera. But it's just a four-hour event. It involves students. It involves teachers. It involves myself, directors. And it's a, it's, you know, it's, it's a celebration that tries to bring as many people together under one roof as possible. So that's okay. what we do. We do it seasonally. And those are the bullets on what it is. Okay, let me ask you just a few detail questions there. Um, is it like a cake and punch reception? Are you handing out, you know, flyers <laughs> and brochures? Is everyone yeah, coming? Yeah. Are you teaching trial lessons during that time? Or is it just kind of like, hey, you know, it's a social event and people are talking to each other. There's music, mm. there's not music. Yeah, maybe give us a little more detail on what yours looks like. Totally. So what I'm going to do is I have three tabs open up here that I'm going to read off of. Um, the first one is our open house run of show that just occurred. And I'm going to walk us through exactly what we did there. And when I do the what, Daniel, I want to link it to the why, because that's what mm-hmm. that's really important for all of us, for our listeners to understand, as you put it, if you're going to put in this effort, you need to know what the why is behind it. It's not enough to just sort of take a template and try to do it. You really need to understand the choices behind the Brooklyn Music Factory template of how we do our open house. What do we do? Because your open house, it's sort of like um, we were talking before about uh, in ep- I can't remember the app number, but makeup policy. We we were we made it really clear at the outset that the that the makeup policy is based on what's going to be right for your school and your community. The open house is going to be the exact same. So you're absolutely going to grab. I hope people will steal a few ideas from what works well for us, and then they'll and then they'll be inspired to find some others. So, uh, first of all, what do we do? You asked, uh, is it social? Is there music? Are there trial lessons? Are we handing out brochures? We're actually doing all of the above. So the run of show is the following for us. For example, we we basically take the same hour. And we repeat it four times. So I'm going to give you the run of show for the first hour. That's great. Yeah, we run the same hour four times in a row. The first hour opens as people are arriving, say from 1 to 1.15, with they're walking into the community room. Jessica's there, who's our director of family communications, who's their main point of contact for enrolling. She's there at a table that has a one sheet on each product or service that we offer. So there's a one sheet on camp, 
There's a one sheet on exploration bands, which is mini keys in Jamband 101. There's a one sheet on private lessons, which is our songwriting program. And then there's a um, one sheet on club keyboard, which is our story-driven group piano class. That's what we offer. Sorry, there's also a one sheet. I forgot. Uh, there's a one sheet on our advanced bands, our rock, write, and record. So that's it. Five products in the suite, five one sheets on a table. You want to know what else is on the table, Daniel? Tattoos and stickers. Nice. And any other version of swag that kids love to grab and stick on themselves, which they all do. And so let me guess, they when say people Brooklyn walk Music in, Factory. They say all kinds of cool stuff. Jessica designed <laughs> this really, really fun sticker that just says, we've moved. And it had like a Scooby-Doo van with mm -hmm. Brooklyn Music Factory's uh, decal on the side of the van. And it's just because we're just opening this brand new home, which was one of our motivations to have this open house. Okay, so when you walk in, getting back to the what, just the details, there's Jessica at the table. And what's happening right beyond the table? A huge drum circle. That's the centerpiece of our community's room. So there's drums. There's like, you know, 25 drums in a circle. And they're just waiting for parents and students to go sit down and be like, oh, I guess we play drums now. And then off to the right. So that's the first 15 minutes. They walk in and that's it. And guess what? There's still lessons happening. So there's also a mm. bunch of families that are just there because they're there. Wow. They're part of our community. That's um, cool. In addition, yeah. So, so that's the energy when you first walk into the community room. Okay, that's the first 15 minutes. Next 15 minutes run of show is after that, after people are getting settled, they're coming in, they're like, wait, what do I do? Do I play? We've played like a couple of drum circle games. And from there, we go straight into a speed song. So now the families are already kind of there and they're like, wow, this is, huh, what's going on? Um, there's no punch. There's no snacks. There's very little talking. We're just playing, right? And from there, we go straight into a speed song. And that, that's led by, in, in this case, it was led by my partner, Pira, who's the director of camp. Um, and she would write a group song. And so that takes about 10 minutes. We have lyric games. We have, um, you know, she comes up with the chord progression. Bam. Now they're all of a sudden, these parents and these kids have written a song. And they're only 25 minutes into the open house. From there, one of our advanced bands, in this case, we had, we had uh, the Rocky Mountain Band, who's been a band at BMF since they were in mini keys, or Jam Band 101, rather. So they're, they're now like 11 and 12 years old. This is like six, seven years later in their journey. We're going to get back to the why on that. They are ready and at the main stage. Mm -hmm. They've been back in a rehearsal studio doing their thing. And then they walk, that was my job, is to walk that band on. I'm running in front of house sound. I'm making sure the band's ready to go. And then they play a, like a 12 to 15 minute set. Three songs of original music that they've written. Question. Meanwhile, these parents, yo, question, what do you got? Because I'm about to get into the last 15 minutes. Yeah. And then that, that's, that's the entire hour. What do you got? Do they play all four hours or do you have a different band each hour? Different band each hour. Cool. Um, okay, so they're playing, but at this point, the parents are like, I want to go see what's, what's, I want to go see classrooms. I want to go see the rest of the school. And Brooklyn Music Factory has this incredible atrium community room that, that's super badass and like really fun to be in. But then all the classrooms are back. 
And so what we have is we have not one, but two students that lead tours. And they're waiting over by in the corner to lead tours. So right after that songwriting speed song's done, before the band plays, I say, hey, parents. Actually, I do it after the first song of the band. I say, hey, parents, for those of you that are ready to go see the classrooms and where all this magic happens, you know, Kenta and Nola are back in the corner ready to give you a tour. Raise your hand, Kenta. Raise your hand, Nola. And they're there. The families all go back because they all want to see what's going on. And then Kenta will take the first tour down the hall. Okay. So, Daniel, one of the things that's key here is notice when we say there's so little talking, and you talk about this all the time when you are when you give great advice on how to improve the website, how to improve um, communicating your message here. It's like, just show them. Show them, show them, show them. Don't tell them what you do. Show them what you do, right? Which is why you're such a huge advocate, you know, for creating videos, uh, making sure there's testimonials to support those videos, et cetera. And that's what we're doing in the open house. So they've just gone in and played another game in the exploration band, in a mini keys room, in a jam band 101 room. But let's say they have a kid that's seven or eight and they don't really want to go in there. Well, the next classroom down is our club keyboard room. And there's Ben, who's the director of the private lesson program and also the creator and director of club keyboard, leading a group piano class in that room. And so what's so key here is that the, the, the tour of the space is not take a look at our classrooms, look at our awesome, you know, branding and look how cool it looks. It's literally doing, doing, doing. It's doing in the classroom what the experience will be like if your student enrolls. And it is led by team and by our current students. Our current students are actually the ones leading the tour. They're actually the ones on the main stage playing. They're all exhibiting what it's like to be like a confident music student in this creative environment that is Brooklyn Music Factory. So they walk down, they go by a Jam Band 101 room with Zoe, they go by the club keyboard room, they spend five or 10 minutes there with Ben, and then they keep walking and they go down what we call private lesson row, which is our awesome drum studio and our voice studios and our piano studios and those studios are open so if kids just want to go in and bang on a drum set they can right they could just they're all toys they can just play whatever they want kids there was a pile of kids just plugging in electric guitars because that's what they wanted to do um so the final um 15 minutes of course of of it is that you know there's like we have a raffle why do you have a raffle? Because you want people to sign in when they sign in at the open house. That's what they do with Jessica. You want them to leave their contact information, even though, you, of course, you already have it from the RSVP, but you don't know who's actually showing up, mm. right? In our case, we had 26 fam new families show up, and then a whole bunch of existing families show up to the community uh, event as well. Um, but you have a little raffle there. At the end of the hour, you can have a raffle drawing as parents are coming back from that tour. Meanwhile, the, the advanced band has just been crushing on the main stage. And the very last thing that happens is that I take the stage with the microphone and I describe the, the, what they just experienced. And I link it to their child. So a lot of these families are showing up with a five-year-old or a six-year-old. And they can't even, as a parent, they can't even picture or imagine that their five-year-old could be writing and performing original music on a main stage. 
And so basically what I do is I say, I, I give our purpose. I say exactly why we approach music education the way we do. Everybody's heard me talk about it a, a million times, but we talk about music as being a social art form that you have to lead with a fun first approach, which is why we develop big music games. And that if you give them ver a very clear path, i.e. the musician's journey at each stage of growth, that that five-year-old that's sitting right there will very likely be performing original music in a collaborative setting on the main stage at a future open house at BMF. Why? Because, and then I turn to the band and I say, Nio, how old are you? And he's like, I'm 12. When did you start at BMF? I started in mini keys. And so I don't do the talking about, they do the talking. They yeah, talk cool. about their own journey. And so many of their band, so many of the band members, like 80% of them started in Jam Band 101, started in mini keys, went through club keyboard. And so it is so much more powerful in an open house if you don't sell. Do not sell. Just share and show the story and make sure that your students are the one that are actually sharing the story. Right? So that's the what. We do that four times, four hours in a row. And it's just the same rhythm. And of course, it doesn't run like clockwork. Like sometimes tours get all clogged up. A whole bunch of people show up at two instead of one. Right. Whatever. It doesn't matter. You just work with it. Point is, you have a very simple template. You have team members that are engaged in specific roles and specific rooms with specific reasons. And you just rinse and repeat over and over. So that's the what. And then next, uh, Daniel, I want to pause and see what insights you have just hearing that. Yeah. Running a music school can be a challenge. You can only see so many students per week, and it feels like you're trading time for dollars. Margins are small, and you're always looking for qualified teaching staff. Wouldn't it be great if there was a way to see more students in less time while maintaining high educational standards for your school? Well, now you can with Piano Express from grouplessons.com. Piano Express is a new way to teach group piano, one that seamlessly combines a new innovative group method, technology, and industry-leading teacher training to make it easier and more profitable than ever to start group lessons in your studio. Piano Express allows you to see 12 students per hour per teacher, and over a decade of testing has shown that the gamified curriculum significantly increases student practice times and studio retention. To help you get started, the Piano Express method has a training course for you and your team. It's included when you use the system in your studio. Most schools can get their first class up and running in just a few weeks. So visit grouplessons.com to sign up for a free demo or use our calculator to see how much money your school can save each month by using Piano Express. I really love the detail you gave there. Sometimes, you know, I, I uh, in the course of doing the podcast, I'll be aware, like, oh, you know, I wonder how much, I wonder what level of detail from my past is actually helpful. I think in this mm. particular instance, this is so helpful for people to hear the ideas because well, let's say they don't have a band program. They could think of something that, 
is their version of that. Maybe this is an opportunity for kids in the school to just play music. I know Brooklyn yes. Music Factory has a collaborative approach that you don't do recitals. There are a lot of schools that do. So this could be an opportunity for their students to just come in and be playing and be the background music during an open house of that. There's a lot of ways that people can take what you've said and, and find their version. That's one thing. Hmm. The second thing, the deeper thing I want to get at, because I think it's, I think we're going to get into some logistical details either later in this episode or if this is just such a rich topic, we might do a second episode on this. I'm not sure yet at this point. I think an important thing to bring out here right at the beginning is right in line with what you said as you began your comments 15 minutes ago, mm. linking the what to the why. And you mm -hmm. gave a lot of whys in, in those whats and why you're doing specific things. But I think I want to even go above that and maybe discuss for a few minutes just why does Brooklyn Music Factory do it this way? There's all these different ways that you could open your doors to the community or become or become more visible to people in the community. You've chosen this particular way. I'd mm. love to know why. An enormous amount about bucket number one, about your okay. marketing and your sales right. funnel, right? And how to message the most effectively. And so I don't think it's an either or. I think sure. this community event is an opportunity to for a family to get an immersion experience mm. with a whole bunch of other families at the same time. Mm. And what I think it does really effectively is improve word of mouth. So we call that we in Brooklyn we call it the playground network because all the kids are hanging out in playgrounds like after school. Now, in your community, it might be like the sports team network. Like all the parents are bringing their kids to soccer practice, and that's where they're hanging out in the parking lot, mm -hmm. right? So there is nothing more valuable than one parent recommending your program to another parent just in a casual social setting. So I believe, Daniel, that this open house has a version of immersion and experiential um, energy to it that is more inspiring for a family when they leave there to be like, when they're at their dinner party that night, the parents are like, you won't believe what we did yeah. today. We That's were at huge. this music school and like, we literally wrote a song in 10 minutes. It was kind <laughs> of amazing, actually. Yeah. Like, that's what you're hoping will happen to come out of it. And I would say that I wish I was as confident with our website traffic that parents were like, you won't believe the website I visited today. But I'm, mm. I, I just, I don't, I don't, I'm not as confident that that's effective in the same way. I think it's really important and effective as we talk about, but it's different. How long has Brooklyn Music Factory been running this uh, kind of event, big event open house? I think you said you do like two a year. How many years has, has BMF been doing that briefly? I would say that we started doing it in earnest probably five years into our business. Okay. I think, yeah. Then a quick follow-up question to that. Mm -hmm. Now with five years of experience, I would love for you to share with me and everyone else. I I'm so lucky I get to hear this all before everyone else does. I'd love for you to share with me and everyone else, um, what do you see as the tangible outcomes from this? And I, I, I have no idea where you're going with this. We didn't really 
do a heavy prep on this episode. Um, you know, I'm thinking things like there's probably things that you definitely can measure like, oh, yeah, we see an enrollment bump for this many weeks afterwards or we have that many people enroll mm-hmm. in the day. Mm-hmm. I know there's those kinds of things. But I'd love for you even maybe to go into some of the intangibles, like what you think it does for um, for morale, for your staff, yes. uh, morale for other people who are actually uh, patrons of your school. Like I'd love for you to just run the gamut of like here's the result of the open house. I love that question. And I like that you actually mentioned morale because I wasn't thinking along those lines, but mm. it's very much a, a real benefit. I think you, to answer that question, we have to go to the who. Like who's actually in the building at an open house and why? So the first thing I would say is we already know the obvious who. It's like new families that you're trying to get in mm-hmm. to experience the place. But let's go back to our run of show for a second. The other who is that we have our advanced bands there. And guess who comes with the advanced bands? Mm, their parents, because they're mm-hmm. all psyched to see their kids play. And those parents oftentimes bring friends Ooh, because it's a Saturday afternoon. Yes. They're proud of what their kid's doing. They love their kid's band. And they're like, and they're, pr- and they're proud to be a member of our community. And they want to show their friends that the space. Um, so now you have. parents that are already members of the community that are advocating for what your music schools does and its purpose, and they're bringing friends. Um, So one of the huge benefits there of this open house is it's just a point of pride for the families that are already a member of your community. And we had so many, we had, we probably had like five to 10 students just show up because they just wanted to hang out at the open house. Yeah, that's cool. You know, they just wanted to, to be there and they were psyched. And then we had a whole, we probably had another 20, I'd say 20 to 30 parents that showed up that are members of our community already that just came to support and to be there and to cheer on their kids playing and to just hang out. Mm-hmm. So one of the huge benefits is it's it's really reaffirming to your existing um, customers, why they made the choice of your program. That's cool. In terms of team, that's a huge one. And I'm going to start with one that's less obvious. So I said mm. Jessica's at the front. And she, so Jessica is your director of family communication at your schools. She's the one who's, who's managing all of the uh, new increase, but also all <laughs> of the current families. And a lot of the angry emails, like, wait, I didn't understand. Like, we get back to our makeup policy. She's the one who's managing those. So she's in a very, very um, nuanced and tough role. Every school has this person. Some, it's probably you if you're listening and you're, you're a school of 150 students or something. It's probably you, right? And so when you have an open house like this and you get to be involved in that energy of like affirmation of everything you do and people celebrating what you've built and people really interested man, Jessica was like, she was flying. She was just so psyched. You know, as was Zoe, who teaches exploration bands and is an amazing private lesson teacher. And she's in there with new families coming in every 30 minutes, wanting to um, see what she's all about and what we do here at BMF. As was Ben. Ben's been the private lesson director since the day we, I mean, not since the day we opened, but he's been at BMF. 
And he's super proud that we have a new home, that there's a club keyboard room, that all of these families are interested in our group piano class. It's like, he's just like all of us. Dude wants to be psyched to show up to the job site. And things like an open house are really affirming for team members. So I would just say the final two people, of course, are myself. Um, Oh, sorry, we have a new community manager, Will, who was there working alongside Jessica. And he was super excited because he's only six months into the gig and he couldn't believe the energy, right? But finally, you have Pira, my partner, who's the director of camp, and you have myself. And it's really, really important if you're a founder to celebrate community. It's really, really important to know that there are people that are interested in what you have built and that they're going to take time out of their day to come to it and that you can spend time with these people and realize, oh yeah, it's not just trying to get through a week of answering everyone's questions, enrolling new students, trying to put out fires here and there, but you've got to take time to celebrate community and this open house event to me is one of those opportunities where for four hours, I was just so energized. What about the, you know, everybody's favorite topic. What about the aspects around marketing and sales? Um, Do you, I know Mm. you said earlier that you don't sell and I'm, not having known what you were going to say in this episode, hmm. I am in 100% agreement with you that an event like that, Daniel would also not have a strong sales message or ruin the atmosphere, mm-hmm. the culture of that event by making it either about me or about the school or making it about marketing and sales. I would want to shine the spotlight on the clients and the potential clients. And that is obviously the place to do it. However, when you run something like that, there is going to be an effect as it pertains to the revenue of the school. There's going to be effect in terms of enrollment in the school. Mm-hmm. I'm curious yeah, if totally. you've seen what that effect is and, and if you can tell us about it. Yeah. So let me go back to um, at 51 with Greg, because one of the things I really appreciated about his version of the weekly open house, i.e. the like trial lesson on with mega intent, <laughs> was that he would talk about his funnel. He, he called it like a really like a funnel on steroids. And he'd be like, you know, the students come into Piano Express, they take a, they they are taking a trial lesson, but really his evidence of success was that he would get a credit card before the parent would leave that day. Mm. And that would be, of course, we all know as school owners, when the parent says, here's some money, here's my card, that means that they're in, that they really do want, they think that your space is the right space for their kid to try it out, you know? So um, let's just juxtapose the two things. So at BMF, in our open house, we don't have like a point of sale set up where we're trying to take people's credit cards. It's not happening at all, right? However, we're acutely aware that we had 52 RSVPs in advance of the event. We did all of our follow-up via you know, our, our email uh, marketing to make sure that we got as many people to show up as possible. Of those 52, I think we had 26 show up, which is exactly what I 
I thought it, we'd had 50%. That's usually about where, what you could mm. expect, 50% or below, um, showing up from an RSVP list. And so we were right at the 50% mark, so I was happy with that. And we also had, just to re restate a point I made earlier, you have the sign-in sheet so you know exactly who's showing up. You're also getting a little bit of information, like how old are the kids? What are they interested in? All those families are leaving with like tattoos stuck to the kid's cheek, stickers on their jackets, and a one sheet in hand, right? Mm. And we're not skimping on the one sheet. That's like a color printout that's really just like beautiful with photos and all the mo information plus pricing. Everything's on there. And then the follow-up, Daniel, is what matters. So I can't give you specific data on this, this last open house because we're just now in the follow-up process. Yeah. But that's Jessica on the phone following up with everyone who showed up. And then anyone who didn't show up, we're setting up a follow-up like, so sorry you didn't show up. Here's what you missed. Let me know what questions you have, right? So I would say of those 26 families, like how much, how many would I hope would enroll right now? Mm, maybe it's like five to 10 will enroll right away. But but we're seasonally doing this in such a way that our eye is actually on four to six months from now. Wow. So this open house is happening in the spring and our eye is on getting people to start talking about how amazing our program is now so that they either enroll in summer camp, one of the few spots that are still remaining there, but more importantly, they're already thinking ahead to the fall. That's they're like, oh man. I want to be in here in the fall. I'm busy right now, but I really want, I know this is the spot for my five-year-old. I want to make a point here. I love that, Nate. That's really helpful. I love those concrete numbers. And I want to make a point. Um, you know, we just did a bunch of episodes on summer camp. Yep. And I'm going to take a concept from the summer camp idea that has nothing to do with this, but apply it. Because I think mm. there's some similarities here. I often say that you cannot separate the result you get with a child from the environment in which you got that result. That those two things, and I'm talking an educational result. I'm not talking marketing and sales here. I'm talking education. Mm. It's important. Because I ran group lessons that emphasize student independence, mm. it, 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 there's no way I would have ever gone back to the one-on-one -on -one lesson model because even if I taught the same way, the environment would impact how the child viewed their role in the lesson. Similarly, by bringing in families this way through this open house event, through this kind of event marketing event, uh, that was kind of a, <laughs> we'll just leave that alone. Through this event <laughs> that you threw, um, I guarantee you that those people have a different impression of BMF, of what music is, of what their child can do, then if they responded to a social media ad or a Google ad, signed up to your site, had a conversation with Jessica over the phone, came in for the trial, and then eventually enrolled. The, mm. the difference is going to be substantial. Mm. And when you build a studio on that kind of marketing or a school on that kind of marketing and a, and a good percentage of your people came in that way, that that is a very subtle and... That that is a very subtle. That's going to have a subtle effect on retention that won't be described just on a spreadsheet. Mm. 
And um, the long tail of uh, effect in the life of that family and the families they refer, yes, will will be substantial. And and I'm going to call that not having ever been at one of your events, not having run you one myself. Be. Yeah, I just I just know that that that'll that will be the outcome of that. I, and I think it's really important to note that for everyone listening. Um, Daniel, I thought a good place to close would be sharing one of my quotes that I use always over and over when I'm pitching from the stage, the musician's journey. Um, I think it's a, it, it resonates with parents specifically. Um, I will go through showing them by interviewing the students, what the path forward for their child can be. And I will state clearly some of my talking points like music in our mind is a social, from our point of view at BMF, music is a social art form. It's meant to be shared. It's meant to deepen connections within your family and between uh, your kids and their friends and their bandmates, et cetera. And then I'll say, it breaks our heart to know that there are so many people in this room that once played music and don't anymore. And then Mm. I will ask them, how many of you took piano lessons when you were kids? And you already know how many hands go up, Daniel. And then I will look at the parents in their eyes and I'll say, how many of you are still playing today? And you already know what the answer is. And I will close by saying that does not have to be the path forward for your child. Hmm. And that's it. That's the end. And then I say, thank you. We're so grateful that you took time out of your day to, to come to our community. And I'm done. And that's the role we play, Daniel, as founders of this thing that we're just sort of beautiful sculpture that we're trying to, to, um, to sculpt, which is our music school, which is to always bring it back home as to why you were motivated to do the thing in the first place. And an open house is another opportunity for you to share that with a growing audience. And so that is the main motivator for me. I want to be playing with my kids in a family jam until my last day. (laughs) And I want those families to be doing the same. Hey, it's Nate again. You know, every year at Brooklyn Music Factory, we get dozens and dozens of great reviews from our families. And you want to know how? Because we ask them. And they're happy to leave a review because of the positive impact that we've made on them. And so now I have a simple ask for you. If this podcast, the 7FMS podcast, was helpful to you, would you mind leaving a review for Daniel and I? And please share the podcast with another music school owner that you think might benefit. It's one of the best ways that you can support us. We appreciate it.